Welcome to the Bioneers, revolution from the heart of nature. Every member of the hoop of life has to uphold their part or the integrity of the hoop begins to fail. And here's the thing about the hoop of life. The hoop of life does not understand us and them. The hoop of life understands we. It's all alive. It's all connected. It's all intelligent. It's all relatives. We stand at the threshold of a historic opportunity in the human experiment to reimagine how to live on Earth in ways that honor the web of life, each other, and future generations. It's a revolution from the heart of nature and the human heart. In this series, The Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature, we celebrate social and scientific innovators with breakthrough solutions for restoring people and planet, creating a future environment of hope. An ancient Amazonian indigenous prophecy foretold the time of the eagle and the condor, when human societies would split into two paths. The path of the eagle, associated with the north, would be the path of the mind, industrialism, and the masculine. The path of the condor, associated with the south, would be the path of heart, intuition, and the feminine. The prophecy said the 1490s would begin a 500-year period when the Eagle people would grow so powerful that they would nearly extinguish the Condor people. Many indigenous people interpret this as the conquest of the Americas and the ensuing genocide and oppression of their peoples. The prophecy said that during the next 500-year period that began in 1990, the potential would arise for the Eagle and the Condor to come together. They would fly in the same skies and create a new level of consciousness for humanity by uniting these two ways of knowing. Today, indigenous peoples of the North and South are indeed coming together with allies in the recognition that they share the same crises and the same vision of a new consciousness. These growing movements are increasingly led by women. In this program, we hear from five indigenous women of the North and South, uniting to uphold their part of the hoop of life. Woman Stands Shining, Patricia Gualinga, Crystal Lammerman, Eagle Woman, and Ariel Deranger. They are indigenous women rising, upholding the hoop of life. My name is Neil Harvey. I'll be your host. Welcome to the Bioneers, revolution from the heart of nature. Woman Stands Shining, a.k.a. Pat McCabe, is from Diné Nation, also known as Navajo, living in Taos, New Mexico. An activist, artist, writer, and mother, she speaks widely on such topics as the science of right relations and the feminine design and sustainability. She spoke at a Bioneers conference. It's my understanding that this Mother Earth is the heart of it all. Everything looks this way. She's the heart. And, and I get to walk upon her. 
and I get to walk upon her with all of you. So we say that that is cause for a great deal of humility, but also a great deal of joy. So from Lakota perspective, we describe it as the hoop of life. And every one of our relatives gets to uphold one part of that hoop, just one. So the five-fingered ones, we get to uphold one part of that hoop of life. And so does the platypus. And so do the mushrooms, right? But the thing about that is, is that every member of the hoop of life has to uphold their part. They have to uphold their part of the hoop or the integrity of the hoop begins to fail. And here's the thing about the hoop of life. The hoop of life does not understand us and them. The hoop of life understands we. Bueno, las mujeres nacimos dotadas de, una, de, de un sentimiento que se proyecta mucho más allá. So us women, we're never thinking about sort of the immediate present. We're thinking about the future. It's not something that's, that's logical. It's something that's a little further off. Indigenous peoples of the North and South today are rewriting the endgame of 500 years of colonization and industrial onslaught. They're challenging giant industries seeking fossil fuels and resource extraction to arrest worsening climate disruption that threatens all life on Earth. Patricia Gualinga is a leader from the Quechua community of Sariacu in the Ecuadorian Amazon. She works in defense of indigenous rights and territories to prevent new oil drilling and promote life. She's a revered Amazonian indigenous leader in the movement to keep fossil fuels in the ground and promote living forests. Indigenous Amazonian women, we work with the earth. We work with our crops, and we're able to gather the energy of Nunguli, this sort of spirit of the earth. So our planting is, is always with, our harvest is always with um, ceremony, with songs. And for that reason, we have a special relationship with the earth, with Mother Earth. And that's why it's the women in the Amazon who know more about medicinal plants. And because of that, there's this very close relation, this very tight relation between women and the earth. It's a love between women and the earth. Because they also protect their children, women would not be able to live without a land, without a safe, healthy land, safe, healthy earth for their children. Um, so we're protecting what in Quechua is called Kausaksacha, which is living forests. Inconceivably vast living forests are also being felled to the north in Canada. The industrial prize is the notoriously dirty oil of the tar sands. So since operations began, tar sands extractors have moved more than 1.4 billion tons of what industry calls overburden which is actually pristine boreal forest. And this is more dirt than was moved for the Great Wall of China, the Suez Canal, the Great Pyramid of Cheops, and the 10 largest dams in the world combined. 
overburden. Living forests become overburden, but not to Crystal Lammerman in Alberta, Canada. She's a Beaver Lake Cree Nation activist, a climate and energy campaigner for the Sierra Club Prairie Chapter, and the mother of two. About 34,000 of the tribe's 38,000 square kilometers of traditional territory are now riddled with oil and gas well sites. Because big mining requires big water, the Canadian government passed special legislation to privatize Beaver Lake Cree water. Crystal Lemmerman set out to defend native treaty rights to clean water. As women, it's not by chance that we carry life in water. Water is that one thing that connects each and every human being in this world. And it's not by chance that women are the keepers of that. Women are the protectors of that. Because then when we look at our Mother Earth, that female being, and we talk about the milk of our mother, we talk about the water. Although the Beaver Lake Cree's rights to hunt and fish for all time are enshrined in Treaty 6, the tar sands industry is destroying the very habitat of the animals and fish they depend on. Because their inherent right to sustain themselves is affected, their constitutionally protected rights are violated, giving treaty title holders grounds to sue, which the Beaver Lake Cree did in 2008. And here we are now currently, we are the first nation to ever be granted a trial in relation to the cumulative impacts of the industrialization of our traditional territories. We have set historical precedents um, in the Canadian judicial system. And so we are now preparing for trial. And so I'm going to leave you with this, and it comes from the Lakota people. Honour those who came before us, meeting the needs of the present generations, not compromising the future so that the coming generations are able to meet their own needs and guide our vision and renew each cycle of life. all my relations. Hello, friends and relatives. My name is Eagle Woman. I am from the United States in North Dakota. Born Candy Lee Marie Mossett, Eagle Woman grew up in the Fort Berthold Reservation in North Dakota. Of Mandan, Hidatsa, and Arikara heritage, she's a native energy and climate campaign organizer for the Indigenous Environmental Network. She's participated in numerous global UN meetings. But defending her lands keeps her anchored at the grassroots, where her reservation is in what industry calls the Bakken Shale Play. The play is fracking for oil. These companies try to say that, oh, it's 10,000 feet underground, so it doesn't matter what's happening because it's all underneath. And they don't talk about what's happening on the surface with all of these trucks that need to haul the oil for um, once it comes out, or trucks that need to haul fresh water to go down the well, and then contaminated water that come out of the wells. Each well, on average, requires 2,300 truck trips during the life of the well. Those trucks freely dump toxic fracked water on the highways. They barrel straight through the main street of Eagle Woman's small town, population 1,500. Accidents waiting to happen. In 2008, my friend Cassie was coming home, and she took her dad's truck because she felt safer in his big truck. We have a community called Minot that's about an hour away that a lot of people go to get groceries. 
And she was coming home in a truck past her, a water truck. Um, but it's just a two-lane road, and a car was coming. So he had to get back into the lane. And when he did, he clipped the front of her truck and drove them both into the ditch. And then that semi landed right on top of the cab. And um, Cassie was only 23 years old when she was killed by a truck in 2008. Since then, we've had more than 40 deaths because of trucks. One so-called byproduct of fracking oil is natural gas, presenting yet more harms, both locally and globally. In North Dakota, they're not fracking for natural gas. They're going after the oil. And because the companies do not want to pay for the pipeline infrastructure, they're flaring that into the atmosphere. And we're breathing in carcinogenic things. At home, these are everywhere. You can stand and look 360 and see flare, 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 flare. Like, it looks like a war zone in North Dakota. You can see the North Dakota gas flares from space. Cancer and asthma rates are spiking. Crime has increased. As man camps of out-of-state workers have swelled, rapes are on the rise, and there's an epidemic of suicides and disappeared young Native women. But we come to fight back in our communities. We come and we gather and we get together and we take back the power in our communities because nobody else is going to do it for us, right? So... Communities have organized and stopped a waste pit and construction of one refinery, and they're working to keep fossil fuels in the ground. And what we got to do here is we got to stop this crazy addiction that this country has to this oil that is killing people. I imagine that South America is kind of like our reservations at home with the loopholes that exist. They can get away with anything. And we're here to help band together to stop that from happening because we don't want it to happen to our sisters to the global south, our brothers and sisters. We don't give up hope. I mean, I do cry because it, it's a lot. It's a very heavy burden to bear. But if you look at these two signs in the front that say respect indigenous people's rights, it's all women. All along this march in New York City, 400,000 people behind us. And we're leading the march. <laughs> on global climate change. Yep. Because we're not going to take it anymore. Women have a very strong voice and we're not going to be afraid to use it and the government should be scared because we're coming. Yep. Candy Lee Marie Mossett, Eagle Woman. When we return, more Native women holding the hoop of life on the front lines of the Canadian tar sands battle and the Amazonian rainforest, and more from Diné Nation activist Woman Stands Shining. This is Indigenous Women Rising, Upholding the Hoop of Life. I'm Neil Harvey. You're listening to The Bioneers, revolution from the heart of nature.
To explore all available Bioneers radio shows and video programming, please visit Bioneers.org. And our thanks for the generous support from listeners like you. Nuestra propuesta es que our proposal is that there be a complete halt in all drilling and mineral exploitation of these biodiverse rainforests that we call our home. Back to the Ecuadorian Amazon. Quichua leader Patricia Gualinga from Sariacu spoke to a Bioneers audience about the rising leadership of women in the life and death struggle bridging north and south. And with this proposal, we organized ourselves, women of many of the indigenous nationalities of Ecuador, mobilized and we marched. We marched for 300 kilometers from the Amazon to the capital, where we marched in and demanded that our rights be respected and that we're not in agreement with the government's plans, that this is a march for life. The Quichua people of Sariacu live deep in the Ecuadorian Amazon rainforest. Numbering 2,000, they're also known as the people of the zenith, which stems from an ancient prophecy of their ancestors. Sariacu would be a pillar of territorial, cultural, and spiritual defense, a beacon of light as strong as the noonday sun at its zenith. For over 25 years, Sariacu has kept oil drilling off their land. After 10 years of struggle, the community won their case in 2012 at the Inter-American Court of Human Rights and forced the government to apologize and pay reparations for allowing oil exploration and militarization on their land without their consent. A huge victory for the Sariacu and for indigenous rights around the world. For now. We used many strategies of resistance, of mobilizing, of international advocacy. And in this fight, we, which has been a long fight, we've had a few allies, important allies, who've stood by us and have supported us throughout this time. And for these, I'm going to mention Amazon Watch and the Pachamama Alliance for being two of our strongest allies. But we have an alternative vision for defending our territories. Our alternative vision is that we need to protect the forest for all of its biome and the living beings, that the spirits and the living beings that are there. This is a proposal that we call the living forest. The eagle and the condor, north and south, uniting to uphold the hoop of life with the leadership of women. Patricia Gualenga. I think there are a lot of things that have done damage to indigenous communities. And one of the things that's done the most damage are vices from the West. And the majority of those who are affected by the vices of the West are, are men, um, for example, by a vice of alcohol, alcoholism. And that takes away their energy and their force. So women, women are taking on a leadership role because we, in general, don't have those vices. And that could really be something positive because it could be something that comes with all of the energy and all of the force. From the north, Diné tribal member from Taos, New Mexico, Pat McCabe, Woman Stands Shining. When I went down to Ecuador and I sat in the jungle for 15 minutes by myself, I asked the Mother Earth if she had anything to say. 
So I asked her once, I didn't hear anything. I asked her twice, I still didn't hear anything. My 15 minutes is almost up, and I'm like, wow, this is unusual. I'm like watching these spiders spin these giant webs, and bats are flying into them, and the jungle's a fierce place. <laughs> and so I finally asked her the third time, you know, Mom, is there anything that you would tell me? And she said, Life! The plan is life. The plan is life. Okay, so I have to believe that every member of this hoop of life is designed for thriving life. And that includes the five-fingered ones. So we have a design, not just for life, but for a thriving life. So this profound connection is on behalf, again, of men and women and everybody who identifies, however, in that spectrum, the five-fingered ones, to understand who we are, where we are, how it is, and find our strategy for being here. If fully half of our species is prevented from enacting their design, how are we going to uphold our part of the hoop? We share a lot of the similarities, and we're just a small community of 1,200 people taking on multinational corporations and governments to really stop the expansion of the tar sands. In northern Alberta, Canada, Ariel Chekwi Deranger is an indigenous activist and member of the Athabasca Chippewayan First Nation, ACFN. She serves as her tribe's tar sands campaign and communication coordinator. Internationally recognized, she's helping sue Shell Canada over its tar sands projects and plans for more. She inspired rock star Neil Young to do an Honor the Treaty tour to raise awareness and money. Using Canada's treaty aid agreement, her people are fiercely resisting huge mining projects, including the proposed Tech Resources Mine, a super mine. The mine will be the largest open pit mine in the tar sands, and it will be producing 277,000 barrels per day for one singular project, and it will be in an area that is pristine and untouched, right next to the Athabasca River and across the river from our reservation. In addition to that, it is in the, will be in the critical habitat for caribou, and bison, one of the last remaining genetically unique herds of bison in Canada. It will be right in their breeding grounds. And we are saying that enough is enough. Our nation, our elders council, and our nation are unified, and we've identified an area called uh, a protection zone where we're saying no development in this zone. Nothing north of the Firebag River. And we've said that that is absolutely necessary for the continuation of our rights. We are protecting that through and through, 100% to the end. And we will not let a single project in that area. We've identified a guardian program and we're training our members to police and take anyone who's trespassing our lands out of our territory. Ariel Deranger, over whose heart is tattooed, Love is the movement. Back in the Ecuadorian jungle, the Sariaku people's struggles have yielded some major successes. Their 2012 court victory against the Ecuadorian government included the most detailed and binding language to date, 
on Indigenous people's right to prior consultation. Patricia Gualenga. Por primera vez. For the first time, we have reached a new point in history, a new opportunity. For the first time, our shamans, our elders, are in agreement with the scientists. The scientists are in agreement with the shamans that we have to protect the important ecosystems, that we will not survive, that our survival depends on working to protect the biome of the planet. Our proposal is that we need to, sur to survive, we need to move to a place where we are protecting the forest, not just for ourselves, not just for the indigenous peoples, but for all of humanity, that our survival depends on it. And for this reason, we're calling for keeping the oil in the ground, the international global call to keep the oil in the ground. We need to all join this fight. If a small people like the Sarayaku people of 1,200 can win, can stand up and resist, if we unite, we have the power to make a difference. We have the power to win for not just ourselves, but the future of humanity. The eagle and the condor come to life in five brave indigenous women uniting north and south, upholding their part of the hoop of life. Indigenous women rising, upholding the hoop of life. You can see and hear more from Patricia Gualinga or explore more Bioneers radio shows and video programming online at Bioneers.org. For information on attending the National Bioneers Conference and Bioneers events in your area, please visit Bioneers.org or call 1-877-BIONEER. The Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature is a production of Bioneers and Collective Heritage Institute. Executive producer, Kenny Ausubel. Written by Kenny Ausubel. Senior producer, Neil Harvey. Managing producer, Stephanie Welch. Station relations, Ana Iglesias. Interview recording engineer, Jeff Westman. Our theme music is taken from the album Journey Between by Baca Beyond and used by permission of Hannibal Records, a Rykodisc label. Additional music was made available by Colin Farish, John Carlos Perea, and Canyon Records at www.canyonrecords.com. For more music information, please visit Bioneers.org. The opinions expressed in the Bioneers Revolution from the Heart of Nature radio series are those of the presenters and are not necessarily those of Bioneers and Collective Heritage Institute, the underwriters, or this radio station. My name is Neil Harvey. Thank you for listening. I invite you to join the Bioneers in inspiring a shift to live on earth in ways that honor the web of life, each other, and future generations. This is program number 0715.